This is Thursday, May 20th, and this week we're looking at fitness, which is pretty synonymous with the word for health. What makes for health? Now, growing up, fitness was never much of a problem for me for two reasons. First, my metabolism was very high, and if anything, I was always anxious and fidgety. So think of that busy, anxious child that cannot slow down, and that was me. And for this reason, I could eat whatever I wanted. But there was also a second reason. When I was six years old, my parents got me started on a competitive swim team. Swimming was a robust exercise requiring practice five or six days a week and, of course, plenty of time in the water. While swimming, your body burns calories, keeping you moving, and also keeping your body warm. Your carbs burn at a very high rate of speed. I remember hearing Michael Phelps, the U.S. swimmer with 28 Olympic medals, saying that he could burn eight to 10,000 calories each day. He actually had a difficult time eating enough food to keep up. Now for us, exercise and healthy moving around is the key to fitness, to health. And as we're learning, our bodies were made for action, to be on the move. The Apostle John wrote to the church in Ephesus, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that you may all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. That's the third book of John, verse 2. Now that word for health used in the New Testament means sound, well, or protected. You might also use the word balanced. Health is shalom of the body when all the systems are working as God intended them to. And what we have learned from the beginning of our study is that God gave us our bodies and we are stewards of our health. Now, perhaps when we were children and unable to care for ourselves, someone else did that, our mom or our dad. But as adults, that responsibility is laid on us. My mom would drive us to our swim practice, but we were the ones in the water. She came to all our meets to cheer us on. But never once did she swim a lap. The lap swimming was our part. You see, at the core, fitness and health is your responsibility. It's a responsibility that the Lord gave to you. No one else can keep you fit and healthy. Now, I usually don't make the connection between responsibility and freedom, but that's the picture we're given by God in Scripture. We usually think that freedom means, well, being able to do just about whatever we want. But to have freedom means maintaining that freedom, caring for it, stepping up and doing what needs to be done. And this is difficult for us with the fitness of our body because we have so many obstacles to overcome. And to be responsible means that I'm also culpable. I can get it wrong. Isn't it amazing that God entrusted these bodies to us and made us stewards, caretakers of what is his? Now this week we're going to hear about how our bodies need discipline, how our lives need order and structure, planning, and consideration. This is part of taking responsibility, part of what it means to faithfully fulfill the calling God has given us to care for our bodies. And here's where the gospel comes in. It always comes in here. As human beings, we often fail with our responsibilities. I know I have. 
I was on a swim team through, through high school, but often failed to keep active after that. The gospel doesn't take away our responsibility. Instead, it does two major things. First, it takes away the weight of sin and failure and the self-condemnation we find ourselves in when we don't fulfill our responsibilities. It relieves us from carrying a burden that we cannot carry, a track record we can't change. And God does this in Christ, freeing us from that which held us captive and opening the way to a new life. And as a result, we are free. But it does something else. The gospel promises that we never have to do life alone. Jesus told his disciples that he would be with them forever, to the very end of the age. How is that going to happen? Well, he provided to them his own spirit to dwell in them, to be their helper, their counselor, and their teacher. He promised that he would never leave us alone. Now, the responsibilities we face, we do so with the empowering presence of the Spirit of God. Here's Jesus explaining. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. This is John 16, verse 12 to 14. You see, our willpower and discipline is good, but it's not enough. We need to think about how we can plan for health and to keep moving, but we easily flag and lose sight of our goals. God does not cause us to stay in our weakness or losses, No, he he loves us, providing the very thing we most need to take the next step and to grow in the process. A year ago, as the pandemic was beginning to hit its peak, I found myself back in the water almost every day, swimming laps like I did all those years ago. It felt great. You know, it's good to know you're not alone that you can trust the Spirit of God to lead you and encourage you and support you as you work to stay moving. Let's pray. Faithful Father, I can easily get stuck and find it difficult to move forward. It takes energy not just to take the next step, but to overcome the steps that I failed to take. Remind me of your steadfast love and your Spirit that has been given to me to guide me, to teach me your truth. Help me to rest in you today. For I pray in your holy name. Amen.